0: Coming up on the Keto Camp podcast, we welcome Allison Pillow.
1: It's learning how to be. It's learning how to uh, create a state of being in yourself instead of doing. Because we're in a society where doing is is celebrated and it seems like that's really all it takes is just to do more to create what you want in your life. But no, no one really talks much about the being and the behind the scenes work and that's what prioritizing yourself gets you to. So sometimes that can be more powerful with the doing. Then when you do something, you can actually take inspired action because you're in a place where you are very calm and it's also a place of very cl- a clear a clearer perspective because sometimes we're just reacting to life when we're doing so much and not giving ourselves the space to reflect.
0: We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the KetoCamp podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, thank you for pressing play today. Hope you're having a wonderful day filled with vitamin G gratitude. Speaking of vitamin G, we talk about that today with Alison Pillow. She's a holistic personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and the author of Finally Thriving, Your Guide to Empowered Wellness, which is her brand new book that we take a deep dive into today. She's also the podcast host of Integrate Yourself, Integrating all aspects of health in your life. This was a great episode. I just love Allison's backstory. She's very inspirational. And we have a similar path, you know, being a personal trainer, transitioning to a health coach, transitioning to an author. And she's going to share with you the difference between motivation and inspiration. She's going to share with you why you want to take yourself on a wellness date every day. I love this idea. And you're going to learn what exactly that means. You're going to also understand why the morning is so important and you want to protect that sacred space. We get into reacting versus responding when things come your way, how to reprogram your subconscious mind, how to change the paradigm, break the cycle so you could thrive, which is what her book is about. Her book covers three phases of wellness, mind, body, and spirit, and we touch upon all of that. Look, I know this is a keto podcast, and I know we talk a lot about nutrition and fasting, etc. The truth is this, and I believe this to be true. I learned this from Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor said, success is 95% mindset, 5% strategy. Okay, And if that's the case, this is the episode for you because we talk all about mindset. And if you could become more aware, that's going to be a common theme, awareness, and your language and the conversations you have with yourself those 60,000 thoughts you have every single day you are the most influential person you will speak to today and every day if you could become more aware of those thoughts and have a better conversation you will change your life keto will upgrade fat loss will upgrade inflammation will downgrade that's why i love this episode it is very important for us to do the inner work the mental six pack that i call it the inner sizing and Allison does a great job explaining that there's a difference between needing to do something and getting to do something. It's it's just a a shift, a small little change in language that makes a big difference. You'll learn about that. So I can't wait to bring her on and dive deep into her book and all the cool things she is doing. Before I do, I want to take a minute to get to the Apple Podcast rating review of the day. This is a five-star review from Lindsay. Lindsay said, Best health podcast on today. Ben relates up-to-date modern information with some awesome special guests. I love to listen to his podcast on my walks during the day to help keep me motivated. Thank you so much, Ben. Keep up the good work. Lindsay, I'm so glad you listen during your walks. Good job doing your walks. That is exactly what we're going to talk about today, a wellness date that could be considered a wellness date. So you're already doing that. Good job. Appreciate you for listening. And I'm grateful you're resonating with my special guest and the episodes that we release two to three times per week. We are totally committed here at Keto Camp. And uh, I don't think there's any other podcast that's doing uh, not a better job, but a more con- you know consistent job. We are super consistent. Monday, Friday, Monday, Friday, and even most Wednesdays as well. Brand new episode. We are totally committed. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening to, please take a minute to pause this episode and do so right now. It makes a big difference. And hey, maybe I will read your review on the next episode. Before I bring on my guest, I want to share with you an upcoming Keto Masterclass. I'm going to be hosting online, which is 100% free. Let's face it, when you go on Dr. Google you'll get over 100 million results for what is the keto diet, how to lose weight on keto, how do I know if I'm in ketosis. There's a lot of information out there. And I always say information doesn't change your life. And if it did, all librarians would be multimillionaires. It's not about the information. We are drowning in information and starving in truth. The way to change your life is the right information applied in a step-by-step system. So during this webinar, which is going to be about an hour long, I'm going to go through my four-pillar, step-by-step approach for achieving incredible results with keto and intermittent fasting. During this webinar, you're going to learn all about the basics of keto, which is great for beginners. And then I'm also going to share with you some strategies that I've used on thousands of my students to break a keto weight loss plateau or just you stop getting results, how to break that, how to bust that, how to change things up. We're going to discuss clean keto, dirty keto. I'll be revealing two scientifically proven ways to enhance ketone production by the mitochondria. Speaking of the mitochondria, I'm going to share with you some research that shows how ketones communicate with the mitochondria to create more of themselves. called mitogenesis. So we'll get into the science We'll also get into keto flexing and why the goal is not long-term ketosis. The goal is metabolic flexibility. So I'll be sharing that and I'll be giving away over $400 worth in free PDF downloads for those who sign up for this free masterclass. But here's the deal. We only have room for a certain amount of people until the bandwidth has run out. So if you are hearing this on time and you want to take action and get signed up for this free upcoming Keto Masterclass, I encourage you to head to www.ketosismasterclass.com and register your free spot. That is www.ketosismasterclass.com and register your free spot. We'll also drop a link for you down below. Okay, let's have a life-changing conversation with Allison. Allison is a holistic fitness trainer, nutrition and energy coach specializing in corrective exercise. She studied with Paul Check. As a matter of fact, on this episode, I asked her, "What is the number one thing you learned from Paul Check?" You're gonna love her answer. She studied metabolic nutrition, energetic alignment. She helps people feel strong, confident, and calm in their bodies while teaching them practical energy skills like mindfulness, reflection. Affirmations that aid and align them much faster in reaching their goals. She holds a B.S., a bachelor's in exercise science from Georgia State University, and is a certified Czech practitioner. She's helped countless clients create the body and the life they desire. Here is Allison Pillow. Allison Pillow, welcome to the Keto Camp podcast.
1: Thank you, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's a pleasure to have you here. This is your first time on the show. And I'm excited because some of my audience listeners and viewers might know of your work. Some of them might not. So I'm excited for those who are getting introduced to your wonderful work. You have a brand new book that just came out uh, February of this year. titled, Finally Thriving, Your Guide to Empowered Wellness. I love the title. I love the cover. I love the book. And we're going to deep dive into all the goodness from your book and extract some golden nuggets to go deep on today. Before we get into that, Allison, let's get into your backstory. How did you even get involved with the health and the fitness space?
1: Yeah, so um I started out as a gymnast from the age of five to about 21. And I did gymnastics all my life and was in a competitive gymnastics team. And went into college on a scholarship and did gymnastics in college. So I'd been involved in athletics for most of my life. So that came pretty naturally to me. So. You know, after I uh, retired from gymnastics, I started teaching gymnastics and coaching it uh, because it's really what I knew to do. So I just went into something I felt like I was good at. And uh, that I did while I was in college and and getting an exercise science degree. Um, I initially was at Radford University for three years with a scholarship in gymnastics and then decided um, I wanted to, I was doing pre physical therapy there and then decided I wanted to change. Over to a full physical therapy program. So I looked at Georgia State University, and got there and then decided I didn't want to do physical therapy. So I switched over to exercise science and ended up graduating with an exercise science degree. And that really opened the door to you know, what I'd like to do and how I'd like to teach people about fitness. And it was mostly about fitness back then. I hadn't put together the pieces of the nutrition aspect of, of health and wellness, just because I'd been an athlete. And at that time, when I was an athlete, it was all about, you know, lots of carbs. So we, we, they, our coaches would tell us, you know, to eat uh, bagels and, uh, you know, bananas and stuff. And, um, it was a low fat craze uh, in those days, too. So we were doing a lot of that. And it wasn't a very grounding diet to be on. And I'd look at my coach who was a he was a runner and he was in in shape and really big guy, like and and, you know, very active guy. And he'd sit there, we'd be at like breakfast for the, the morning before the meat or something. And he'd have this big plate full of like bacon and eggs. And he's like, you guys can't have this only. I. Can. <laughs> well, you got, you're not supposed to have this because you guys are, you know, trying to you know, be fit. And I said, I was thinking to myself, that doesn't make any sense, you know, so later, you know, of course, I came to other conclusions. And as I grew up and understood nutrition much better. But um, in between that time of getting my degree in coaching, I then decided to have children. So I had two kids and I, I took time off work. I had done, still was in the gymnastics, you know, career, working for the YMCA, doing a program for them and learned a lot about business through that. And it was a great experience. But then I took some time off uh, to, ha- to have my kids for about three years and didn't do any work at all, which was really nice. But it also gave me time to reflect on what I really wanted to do. And, you know, I'd had these professors tell me, oh, get into personal training. And at that time, I was like, ah, I don't want to do personal training because what I'd seen in personal training was people putting people on machines and just recording reps and sets. And I was thinking like, that seems so boring. You know what? I don't want to do that. And so- Finally, you know, after kids, I decided, okay, I do want to do personal training, but I want to do it my own way. And I started to. Uh, I did an independent contract. I was an independent contractor at this boutique gym, in Atlanta, Georgia, at the time. And you know, I came across Paul Check's work. I don't know if you're familiar with the Check Institute. Absolutely. And I, there was another trainer at the gym who was using his stuff and had gone through his certifications. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly how I want to train. I want to learn how to do that. It just looks like it makes more sense. It's more functional because, you know, I'd noticed like little things like, you know, I was wearing shoe, tennis shoe, cross trainers in the gym and my feet would start to hurt. And, you know, I'd never worn shoes before in athletics. And now I'm wearing shoes all the time and my feet are doing, you know, just hurting all the time. And, and so little things like that just brought me to, okay, what does it really mean to, have a sense of natural wellness and fitness in your life. And of course, during that time being at the Czech Institute, I went through the holistic nutrition and lifestyle program that he has and uh, went through many different phases of that and learned how to, you know, eat cleanly and eat that in a way that really supports my metabolism and my recovery. And I just started learning there was so much more to nutrition rather than just calories in calories out, like I'd learned before and realizing, you know, I had to, get my body back into a better place after kids and needed to learn how to eat to recover. So I got those basic principles of health and wellness uh, during that time. And that led me to, you know, get, go deeper into emotional intelligence through some emotional intensives that I went with this group called the Journeys of Wisdom group. And uh, JP uh, Sears actually got me into this because he was one of my teachers in HLC. And he referred me to that program because he was doing it. And it just brought in a whole new level of, okay, it's not just about like the, you know, this movement and, and, uh, nutrition, there's like emotions that come through. There's things that we want to address as, as also I was a trainer, seeing my clients go through things when they move, they would start to cry because they had these emotions would come up and I wanted to learn how to help them navigate this, um, as they went through it so um you know it led me down the road of that and then i started to get into mindset and spirituality and apply that to what i was seeing in my own practice and then also of course first to myself And over the years, I've been able to also learn more about energetic healing and and those kind of things and integrate it into the physical and help people really navigate the physical and the energetic and be able to understand how those work together, how they interplay. And that was much of what I wanted to bring into the book. And and what I share with people is what I've learned along the way, because my journey has been long and I've gone through many different teachers and different practices and and experienced a lot. And so I wanted to give people some ideas on how they could experience it themselves to figure out really what works for them. Because as I'm sure you know, Ben, as a trainer, you see people go through programs and they just aren't owning it. And they're sometimes expecting you to provide the motivation for them. And uh, sometimes I was feeling like I was you know, doing more work than my clients were. And I was like, what's wrong with this picture? You know, so that just led me to look deeper into this and how I could help people really own their own experience of their wellness journey. And and it brought me to sharing all that information in the book. And so, yeah, that's, that's how I got to be here. You know, and there's also a lot of other stories along with that, but in a nutshell, you know, that's where I am today.
0: It's a a wonderful journey. I I love it. And um, like I was mentioning off before we hit record, I was also a personal trainer. And it's interesting because you could understand this as a former personal trainer. Are you still doing any personal training right now?
1: Yeah, I'm doing fitness training. It's it's more so um I I call myself a body consultant now because I just help people. I get a lot of referrals from other physical therapists and chiropractors and they send me people who are need to bridge the gap between being in physical therapy and then getting in, integrated into more movement that's functional and 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 that translates into what they would really like to be doing, you know, all sports and those kinds of things, activities. And so I help people with those fine-tuning aspects of fitness now instead of just to getting in shape. Although people, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to get in shape. I think that's fantastic, but many times when we do that, we skip over some things that really need to be addressed before we start loading our body up with lots of weight and really going hard with our workouts. Because sometimes we get depleted, and those are some of the things that I learned along the way is to start to pay attention to those little subtle things. Because that's what's going to really create the sustainability and the joy in your wellness practice if you can start paying attention to those uh, subtler things. And so that's what I teach my clients is how can they start to tune into their body to, to really listen to what their body is telling them, right? Because that's very important. We, we don't want to you know, override what our body's signals are telling us.
0: Yeah, that's very important what you just said about what the signals our body is uh, sending to us. It's it's a real bl- a blessing. A lot of people look at symptoms and they think, oh, "I hate these symptoms." Like, "Why do I have these symptoms?" And of course, the list of symptoms we could list would go on into the thousands of things that we could list from fatigue to autoimmune disease, obesity is a symptom, etc. But it's really a gift. And I'd love for you to explain how it is a gift for the body, this innate intelligence is so wise and when something is off or a lot of things are off signals are sent which is you know kind of communicated through a symptom and why we could view symptoms as something that's more of a blessing and a gps guide that something is wrong versus hating the symptoms or chasing those symptoms
1: absolutely and that's so important because if we get into that into that vicious cycle of needing to fix 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 all the time then you're never really enjoying the process you know and you're not giving yourself enough space for your body to actually heal and recover and for you to even like pay attention to what those signals are so in the fitness industry we're talked to really go, 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 and, you know, no pain, no gain, those kinds of things that have been, you know, those old, that old programming that has been put in, in the mind. And, and so I find that in order for us to be able to really listen to the body, it's, it's a matter of creating space, uh, with yourself so that you can start to feel, into what's going on in your body and learn the process. Cause sometimes you're, you know, there's a, there's a, I teach my clients, there's a time of recalibration, especially if you're going through an alignment process in your posture, or you're activating the body or awakening areas in the body that haven't been awake in a while. And maybe there's an old injury there. And we're, we're working with scar tissue. We're trying to you know, create more mobility in the joint. And so you're going to come to some places of resistance. You're going to come, maybe some pain comes up, but again, it's a process. And when you start to understand the process, then you can have more patience for yourself and more presence because the body, you know, it has its own rhythm. So when we can tap into that, then we can allow the healing to take place and to create more energy instead of more restriction in the body.
0: And how important is it for us to be aware of what's going on? You mentioned to create a space. If you could clarify what you mean by that. Is that in relation to like being aware of what's happening and not just going through the motions and trying to force things. Is that what you mean? Yeah,
1: and oftentimes people will, I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in my clients where we just want to do more because we're trying to push through something that we just don't want to face or see in our lives. You know, like, you know, the busyness sometimes in life can be a trauma response to what we're not really paying attention to or seeing in our life or not acknowledging. It could be something subconscious. It could be something from our childhood that we're trying to resolve. But until we start to create the space, meaning like prioritizing yourself, like I talk about in my book, creating just some just an hour, whether it's an hour a day or just some kind of time for you so you can just be with you and feel what you feel like, you know, and and I give some examples in the book as well and how you can also feel your own energy. And when it, when that, when you start to create, cultivate that relationship with yourself, then you can begin to um, know uh, you know, how your body responds to things. You can feel energy in your body and, and you can feel, you can also start to listen to what your body is telling you. But until we slow down uh, in certain parts of our lives and really take the time to be present with ourselves, then it's really hard to do that. And And so I often see people running from practitioner to practitioner for answers when they could just be sometimes still and just maybe get some rest and then create that space to hear the messages that their body is is telling them of course it's great to have a guide um, initially a coach or somebody who can help you through the process but eventually you want to be able to um, learn the skills to navigate that on your own right and so Uh, You know, I think people get into a, a cycle of trying to look outside for answers so much that they just stop listening to themselves. So by just creating a practice, whether it's a meditation practice, I give a lot of examples in the book, I call it a wellness date. So take yourself on a wellness date every day, you know, whether whatever it is, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. um, But it can be anything from a a sauna session, a meditation, a walk in nature, you could just lay on the floor, you know, for about 15 minutes and just do nothing. So it's, it's learning how to be it's learning how to uh, create a state of being in yourself instead of doing, because we're in a society where doing is is celebrated, and it's, it seems like that's really all it takes is just to do more to create what you want in your life. But no, no one really talks of m- much about the being and the behind the scenes work, and that's what prioritizing yourself gets you to. So sometimes that can be more powerful with the doing then when you do something, you can actually take inspired action, because you're in a place where you are very calm. And it's also a place of very clear, a clearer perspective, because sometimes we're just reacting to life, when we're doing so much and not giving ourselves the space to reflect.
0: I love that. And you know, I see that over the years have gotten worse of people just doing, 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 do more, especially, you know, in regards to like entrepreneurs, but it's really just a part of our kind of rat race here in, in the United States. And I found myself in that trap for quite some time. And I love the idea of wellness dates. You know, this is something that I do. Uh, I don't call it the wellness dates, but I'm going to call it call it that now. But yeah, I take time to either go for a walk with my dog outside without any kind of audio, just being present, doing affirmations in my head or doing some red light therapy with a sauna blanket uh, or doing these things that uh, feel really good and I'm present. And that could be different for the, the person and it's unique to that person. So I love that you mentioned different things and you talk about that in your book. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a bile stimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals. I take it before coffee. And this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out, paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. But you also said something that was very important, which is reacting versus responding. This is something that I personally learned from uh, Bob Proctor. Are you familiar with Bob Proctor's work at all? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: So um, I I love that, man. He's passed on now. That's actually a photo of him (laughs) right behind me to kind of honor him all the time. But I got a coin from him that I have here on my desk And on this coin here, if you're watching on YouTube, on one side, and I want you to go deeper into this after I explain it. uh, On one side, it says react and you lose control. And then on on the other side, it says respond and you're in control. So when I find myself going through my day to day and uh, stress happens or something unforeseen happens and I'm in this kind of like sympathetic state or what can I do next? How can I add more to my calendar? I always go back to this coin. I always keep it with me. I always have it here. I'm like, okay, am I reacting or responding? And it kind of sets the space and I pause for a second and I choose a better path for myself. So how important is it to be aware of that react versus respond mentality?
1: Yeah, that, that's such a, I love that you use that. That's a great example of how you can continue to remind yourself to reflect because it, yes, there are going to be times where we react to things, but it's the awareness around that and how much you're doing that. And, and to, to me, reacting to everything in life is really a survival mode thing. So we're, we're still in a survival mode when we're continuing to do that. That also relates heavily to blaming or the victimhood mentality, because then you're never really taking responsibility for yourself on all levels. And when we can begin to take responsibility for ourselves on all levels, that really creates less anxiety. It creates more control of what you can control, like you say, Ben, and then you can approach life by responding how you'd like to respond. And so what that does is it translates into you creating what you want in your life more intentionally, instead of being pulled in all these different directions. And so it starts with our, you know, our power of choice. So what are we choosing to do in that moment, right? And many of us when we were kids, this is me included, I've experienced this memory recently is the lack of choice. Like when we're kids, you know, you don't have much choice. And some kids had more choice than others in their lives. But uh, there's this this deep need to be seen and heard. And then we as adults, we understand that we can we have more control of that when we're adults, but we still take that subconscious programming into our adulthood. And that can really drive our survival mode through reacting to everything. And so until we really take responsibility and choose what we'd like to choose and have intention behind it, then it's going to be really hard to create what the life that you want. So, you know, reflect on like what's working and what's not in your life and what would you like to change? And so, um, and in a simple practice like what you described is awesome. It's, it's very simple, but it's just bringing you back to that awareness of, okay, I do have a choice here. And this is, you know, how would I like to to respond in this situation and give yourself space around that. We don't always have to respond or react so quickly to things, we can give ourselves space around that, you know, and that's also that time that you spend with yourself, that practice, it actually trains you for things like that in life. And then you become more present with everything. And that is also going to help with the response, how you respond to your life. Yeah.
0: Beautiful, Allison. You know, it's it's so important. These conversations are so important. I know that my podcast, it's a keto podcast, but I talk so much about what you're speaking, your language, your book, because uh, this is the work. This is it. I could tell people how to eat keto, how to go in and out of ketosis, the best intermittent fasting schedule, and all that's great. But until you do that inner work, the inner sizing. It doesn't matter what you do with your macros and your workouts and all that. It just won't work to the extent that you want it to work. And when I did landmark education, oh yeah. it changed my life. Have you heard of landmark before?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I did the full curriculum. And what the, I learned so much from that curriculum, and and I've gotten so many breakthroughs from it. But the number one thing that I always go back to when I think about my landmark education is the facts meaning what happened and then the story that we create after it happened a silly you know perfect silly example would be you know you're driving to work and somebody cuts you off that's a fact that they, they cut you off no arguing that but then, what is the story that we create from that? We could create the story that, what, that guy is a jerk. What What's his right to be in the road and own the road? Why does he think he's, you know, superior than me? And you could create all these negative stories, or you could create a story, wow, that person might be on his way to the hospital. There might be something going on. Maybe he's trying to save somebody. But it's really the story that we create after that fact. And if our greatest ability is the Ability to choose our own thoughts. Why do we choose so many negative thoughts and negative stories? Why not create something wonderful that's going to serve us in that moment and then eventually our, our future as well?
1: Absolutely. That Yeah, we do do that automatically. And that's because we've been trained to do that. I've found I had to come to grips with that in my own life. And I realized, oh my God, like, this way of thinking has been passed down from generation to generation. And I'm like, wow, okay, I need to break the chain here. So, how do I do this? And so the way I started was I just started these meditations. I would do a meditation every morning. I would never miss it, and it was actually one. It was an Abraham Hicks meditation if you've heard of her, and it was just so positive and just it put me in such a loving place. And I just enjoyed it so much as I kept doing it, and then it eventually just retrained my brain to start thinking more optimistically. When you know, and I. I I believe sometimes we feel like we, we tend to stray away from that kind of stuff that the optimistic thinking, because we're thinking, oh, that's not authentic. What if I don't really feel that way? And I get that because we do want to come to a place where we have authentic you know optimism in our life. We want to wake up like, and think, wow, what, what could happen today? I'm so excited about the day. I'm curious what could happen. And so being open to that, but if we're in a place where we're feeling really negative well let's let's see what you know First of all, why is that, and and are you able to get out of that cycle? And so, for me, getting out of that cycle was starting to kind of switch gears and and go more positive. So, I would st- I started off doing that, and then I what I call in my book the default mode. We want to first just observe what our default mode is in our mind, because our mind truly is a tool of creativity. It's helping you create everything in your life. It starts with a thought, right? But it's not who you are. And we tend to identify with the mind so much that we, we mistake it for being who we are. And it's not, it's just a, it's a tool that we use just like our body. It's a part of our body that we use to create what we do in this dimension of reality. So if you realize that it's, it's something that to be trained, just like the body. So it's, you want to train your mind, just like you do your body to, uh, you want to harness the mind and create focus in your life with your mind on what you'd like to focus on. Because as we know, I mean, people know this, we've, we've been told this for years. Um, you know, what you focus on flourishes, but are we really integrating that? Are we practicing that many times people are not. And I was one of them. And so, what I I did is ask myself, okay, what's my default mode? What am I thinking 90% of the time? And I realized that it was a lot of negative stuff or what could go wrong. And I was always trying to, you know, uh, nip it in the bud or, you know, I didn't want to like, I wanted to, you know, I I don't know, uh, cut it off at the past before something bad happened. So I wouldn't allow myself to really experience joy because I think, Oh, it's fleeting, you know? And, and I was like, where did I learn that? Okay. I have learned that through people I've been, you know, grown up with in my life and Oh my gosh. So, you know, in another program from, from being in the Southeast, you know, I grew up in Atlanta and it's like, you know, you want to be small. You don't want to like celebrate your wins or anybody to, you know, you look like you're being selfish or something. I don't know, something like that. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's weird. But I would think that. So, I looked at my, my thoughts and then I thought, well, why don't I just switch that over and create, instead of saying shouldn't, couldn't, can't, won't, because those are all like conflict language that you use. So that what that does is if you really want something like, let's say, I want to create a lot of abundance in my life. And then you say, well, I, I can't do that. I, I shouldn't do that. You know, watch how that comes up for you, because what that's doing is creating conflict in your consciousness and you're, is saying, no, you don't actually want that. So if you really want to create something, then it's very simple. You start using words like I can, I am. I get to, you know, there's a really fun, like, and you can feel it in your body. Like how do those words feel as opposed to the shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't. For me, it feels like shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, feels like a door slams in my face. And I get to is like exciting. You know, it's like, I, I feel this curious energy, this joy, like a tingling in my body. Like I'm very excited, you know, so you can even play around with it like that. And then You know, like you said, with using the coin, just notice how much you're using those words as a like, which are architect language, we call it architect language in the Enlifted coaching program that I took. They taught us about this as well, so that I get to, I can, I am, those are all like, that's helping you build the life you really want to build and create the reality you want to create. And the other words are the conflict language. So notice how much you're using conflict language in your life. And this includes talking to yourself as opposed to the architect language. And, And that's really a big, big change right there that people can make. That's really easy. And it's just about being aware of how much you're using those words.
0: Well said, Allison. And and the awareness is is the key. A lot of people are, they're just not aware. Uh, their thoughts are just on autopilot. The paradigm that you referenced that we have developed over the first seven years, growing up here with our parents, our relationship, our teachers, etc., that goes right into the subconscious mind. And now you're thirty years old, forty years old, seventy years old, <laughs> and what you learned as a kid is still going on autopilot until you kind of break that cycle like you did, and you're aware that it's happening, and then you choose a different path for yourself. And it's really cool because human beings could do that, but animals cannot. I mean, animals don't have the ability to kind of choose their thoughts. They're just going through their emotions. We have the ability as human beings to actually create different thoughts and choose better thoughts. And if the average person has about 60,000 thoughts per day, And uh, you're talking to yourself all day long. You want to make sure those conversations are serving you. I always say you are the most influential person that you're going to speak to today. Uh, It's the conversations you're have having as you're brushing your teeth, doing dishes, walking your dog. It's those conversations that really lead to your habitual behavior. So when you when you become aware of those conversations and you start choosing better thoughts, it doesn't happen overnight, but over time you change the paradigm, you create new neural pathways in your brain. And then all of a sudden, things start to work out better in your life. You're happier, you're healthier, you're more uh, grateful. And I, I, for me, the waking up in the morning, um, for so many years, I had first thing in the morning, I would wake up, it's thinking, thinking, negative thoughts, like, oh my gosh, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? Just negative mindset right off the bat. And for me, what I noticed when I started to do this work that you're speaking of, and I woke up in the morning, then I started to think grateful thoughts, looking forward to the day. And it's really those first thoughts in the morning that really started to help me become aware that. Oh, I'm actually starting to change this paradigm. It's those initial thoughts. And that subconscious mind is very impressionable first thing in the morning. So that would be a great time to do some of those wellness, wellness dates, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I talk about in the book to how to make mornings sacred. So the best advice I have to give people is that's a great time to just be with yourself. If you can't prioritize yourself at any other part of the day, wake up a little bit earlier and prioritize some time in the morning. It's also right after we're dreaming. So if you have really lucid dreams or uh, visual dreams, you can reflect on those as well and even write them down. Sometimes I'll do that as well. Um, It's just, it's a very, it's kind of a time between the physical and the energetic. It's a really great time to tap into that part of yourself and honor yourself too. And so that's a, yes, that's a great time to do that as well. That's why gratitude journals work so well, because people are focusing, they're changing their focus on what they want to create more of. You know, it's not as much as you, you know, like, I think we've been taught in marketing, like we, we need something. It's a, it's a scarcity mentality. Like we need something from this person. So we're going to pay them to get this, but it's really about you creating more of, of you, you know, what you want more of the good things in your life. So when we start to peel the layers off and, 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 start to acknowledge all those good things, acknowledging what is in our life, not just acknowledging the bad stuff, but acknowledging the good stuff too. Cause we tend to just do the bad stuff and, and not the good. And so you know, start to focus on more on what's going right in your life and celebrate that through writing it down in the morning. And then you're like, wow, oh my God, because many, oftentimes with clients too, I help them celebrate their wins because they forget all the things they have done and, and they, they just want to keep trucking forward without reflecting on what they've accomplished. And I'm like, that is a big deal. You know, cause then you're, if you don't ever look back on what you've done, then you feel like you haven't done anything or you're, or you need more, you know, and sometimes it's very satisfying and comforting or, or it just makes your nervous system feel good to know, wow, I've done this. This is great. I need to celebrate that, you know, and take some time to appreciate myself for doing that, you know? And, and so I, I think that, that, that morning time is so special I would recommend not getting on the phone or doing any social media first thing in the morning. Just be with yourself, feel your own energy, and and do what your soul calls you to do. Um, and you can listen to yourself a little bit better too at that time, and 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 be directed that way.
0: Very important tip. That morning time is very very special. Uh, gratitude has been a big part of my practice. I call it the good old vitamin G. Uh, And and you you said what you feed energy to expands. There's no arguing that. It's a universal law. Just like gravity is a universal law, I always say, you might not believe in gravity, but if I picked up a pen and dropped it before your eyes, even though you didn't believe in it, you'd see it drop because it's the law of gravity. Same thing here. What you appreciate, appreciates. But also, what you um, are angry about, resentful about, what you're focusing on in terms of what's not working for you. That also expands. So what do you want to expand for you? And we're not talking about woo-woo, positive thinking, like ignoring you know, really messed up things that have happened to you. We acknowledge that, but we don't stay there and play the victim mindset. There's a difference. Um, so th- that's where a lot of people think the positive affirmations and all that doesn't work because they feel like we neglect doing the actual work. Maybe you could talk about that how we actually we do the work. We acknowledge the stuff that's gone on in our lives. But we we don't stay there because it doesn't really serve us. So maybe you could uh, expand upon that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and and oftentimes if you're doing that and you feel like it's not authentic or you're not really feeling it, what comes up for you around that? You know, pay attention to that that trigger because that's uh, that's a clue on what you could start working on. So for example, if you do have some anger, you know, don't suppress the anger, let it come up and and see what that is telling you. And then transmute it into into gratitude that way, like find the lesson within that for yourself. You know, oftentimes, like you said, like, it has been given um, the gratitude or the Positive thinking movement has been given, not given enough credit just because it's, it's, it hasn't gone very deep, you know, uh, with people because the they're not integrating, they're not truly integrating it. So I've found that yes, we can talk about things all day long, we can talk about ideas. And we know all this stuff, we've heard it for years. But are you? You know, ask yourself: Are you truly integrating? Are you doing the work? Are you practice? You doing a practice for yourself every day, and if you start to do the practice, then you'll find that it comes easier. That you know what you're doing is really bringing up things that need to come up because they're blocking you from feeling that appreciation and gratitude in your life.
0: I love it. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of money on supplements each month. Have you ever thought these supplements are actually working for you? Are they attaching to your receptor sites and helping your cells do a specific job? What if you're not getting enough minerals? Or what if you have too much of something creating an imbalance in other minerals? Knowing this will not only save you money, but it'll also improve your health so you could balance out the vitamins and minerals that you really need. With that being said, how the heck do you know if you have a mineral imbalance? What I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that at the comfort of your home. In this case, I'm talking about my friends over at Upgraded Formulas and their Upgraded Hair Test Kit and Consultation. When you discover the truth here and what's going on with your body, you can vanquish any of those hidden deficiencies that are affecting your metabolism, thyroid, adrenals, mental performance, endurance, strength, and sleep, just to name a few. I've had Barton Scott on the show before and he gave a masterclass on minerals. How this works is simple. You are sent a test kit and you use some of your hair. You just cut off a short piece of your hair. It could be on your head or pubic hair. You send it back to them and they have your results. They also offer a consultation to go over your results with you. It's simple, it's effective, And it's one of the best tests to know if what you're doing is working for you or not. If you'd like to get your hands on their deficiency test and consultation, head to UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 to receive 15% off your entire order. That is UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below your book focuses on three phases of wellness mind body spirit we've we've kind of touched upon a lot of that already in this conversation but i'd love to understand the thought process that went behind the book i know that when uh, all the things happened with covid and things were getting shut down you decided to dedicate yourself to writing every single morning so share a little bit about your journey writing this book and what would that's the first question your journey in writing this book why you wrote it the second question to tag to that would be what would somebody expect to gain from reading your book after they've read it?
1: Yeah, that is a really good question. Um, I... Well, you know, COVID hit with the lockdown hit. And so I'd always wanted to write a book, but I never really knew where to start because I had all this information over the years of coaching. I'd been coaching for, you know, close to 20 years. And I thought, ah, you know, where do I start? I've got all this stuff to talk about, but I don't know how to bring this into a book. And so... It was February, 2020. I went to help my dad with a hip replacement surgery and he ended up passing away and I had to help him pass. I was the one who had the power of attorney and I had to make the decision to take uh, the respirator out. And it was a very sacred moment in my life. And my sister was there with me as well. And we experienced um, a a big slowdown. Uh, I, I personally experienced a big slowdown in my life time kind of slowed down and it was right before the lockdown hit. So, you know, and I, I realized that that moment that I was being busy to feel, to feel important. And it was almost like a trauma response for me to be busy. And I wasn't necessarily getting the things done that I really wanted to. I was just you know, I had tons of clients and I was running from gym to gym as an independent contractor and not really acknowledging the things that I wanted to do creatively in my life. And so that was um, a time when my dad passed away.
0: Yeah. And I have a follow-up question on that, you know, so your dad, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your dad. Your dad passes away February, 2020, and then you find yourself kind of wanting to do more work to kind of escape i guess you know facing that and some of the challenges that that went along with that and then lockdown started to occur so the gyms were closed and it kind of forced you to deal with that but my question to you is this as that happened right losing your dad losing work essentially losing business and clients did you find yourself back then in that back to that victim mindset, like were you angry, pissed off, and if you did, like how long did it take for you to bounce back to more of a getting out of that space?
1: Yeah, I I didn't feel like that at that time because it just felt like it was how things were supposed to be. I can't really explain it, but it was just one of those things that happened where I I don't know. It just seemed synchronistic in a way. You know, it's kind of kind of hard to explain, but he passed and, and I felt like I definitely, uh, I changed after that. And I definitely had the inspiration. I had a voice that came to me like, Hey, you need to, we're writing a book. And I'm like, okay, we're writing a book. And then all of a sudden, all this information just came down into me and channeled through me. And I would, I started this automatic writing practice every morning. And I, and for the first time in my life, I wasn't, I wasn't editing myself, I was just writing what came to me. And uh, it was truly liberating. And so I was just getting out all that information that I'd been holding in myself for so many years and only telling like a few people at a time because I was one on one coaching. And I had this desire to share so much more and give so much more in my life. Um, And I think that was a big part of it. I'd never allowed myself really to give at this capacity. And, and I never thought about writing a book as, as an offering that way. And so when I started to think about it as more of a gift to people and in that way, I was like, it was much more joyful. And, and I didn't think of it like as a, a marketing tool or something that I needed to sell to people. It was more just, this is an expression that i like to express right now. And in itself, it was healing for me too, because I got to resolve my stories through writing things out and share what i had been holding in as like um you know this this information that was keeping me feeling like i was the person who knew this stuff and only you know i don't know it, it just felt like it was it, i just was holding too much in you know and and i needed to let it out i needed to share it with people especially during the pandemic where I just saw all this stuff in the media where just a lot of things about health that just didn't make sense. And I, I thought, well, let me help people trust their bodies again and also learn how their body works, learn their body's technology, uh, learn how simple this could be, you know, just through these simple practices that we're actually not doing because we're always distracted. So how can we get, so I thought to myself, how can I help people, or give them some tools to become less distracted and more focused on what they'd like to focus on in their life, and in this kind of suffering that people are going through in this survival mode state. So I thought, what what does thriving really mean? Like I know it's been thrown around a bunch, and people talk about it all the time, but I think we only talk about it mostly on a surface level, in a surface level way. And I wanted to expose people to more of a, a, a deeper level of subconscious. Uh, where they could thrive instead of just survive. And so like, we're not, we're not just, you know, letting these old subconscious stories run the show. We're, we're, we're taking responsibility for ourselves on that level too not just through the food and the exercise which are very important but once you can master those you also it's also great to not just stop there but to start mastering yourself in a way where you can become completely present with yourself and appreciate everybody and everything that you come across and so that just creates more love in your life more abundance more the more uh, more of a capacity To see what you're capable of and to explore that and to have more creativity in your life, have more curiosity instead of falling into um, a state of depression or lost hope, uh, learned helplessness, those kinds of things. I wanted to really just give people the tools to do that in a very creative way that, that got people in their right brains more because I felt like we have so much information and people are not really using it why don't I just give some people a a different way of looking at this where they could explore it themselves and really reflect on their lives in a way that serves them and in a way that they could truly integrate this to they could take it to the next level so um so i broke it up into aligning the mind connecting with their body and then listening to their spirit because i had not been talking a lot about the spirit in my work and i felt like i'd learned all this stuff throughout the years that worked for me and you know i one point switched over to okay i have a very unique perspective and i have a obligation to share that with people so that you know there's everybody we all have a unique perspective and uh, a way we show up in the world and it is really what you end up doing is serving so many people when you share that with them. And that's one thing I learned. Uh, but by hiding yourself, it really doesn't serve anybody. So I stepped out of that box of limitation for myself and decided to that I was just gonna go for it and see what happened and and do it in a joyful way that that could inspire other people to do that for themselves. So that was that was the idea behind the book.
0: I love the idea. what a creative download. Um, and it's so needed in this world, especially the last two years, but even prior to that. and you're right, a lot of people are going through the motions, living in fear, victim mindset. And I've seen this a lot in the keto and fasting space because I have a lot of people who go through my keto camp academy or get my books or programs, etc. And they'll follow the steps, and they'll get they'll get some progress. And then, but some of them will resort back to their old ways, and they're and they'll end up auto sabotaging themselves, self sabotaging themselves. And and it's because they didn't change the paradigm, they didn't do the the inner work. So with your book, what I'm hearing is when you read uh, your book, when my audience gets your book and read your book, they're gonna live a life more present, more abundant. They're gonna be more aware. And in turn, that's going to upgrade your ketogenic journey. That's going to upgrade your nutrition, your fitness, and all the other things that you're doing because you're actually reprogramming that subconscious mind. So what else would uh, the person expect to get when they read your book? Like, what's, what's the number one thing you want the person to get from your book?
1: Well, I, I want them to have whatever experience they, they want to have. I want that really, I my my hope is that everybody enjoys it. You know, that's really my hope because I wanted to make it an enjoyable experience for people. I wanted to give them an experience instead of just giving them information. And um, I had one person actually tell me that uh, I thought this was amazing because uh, I love the feedback I'm getting from it. It's always so different. And one person told me um, that it's like a choose your own wellness journey experience you know like i was like oh that's pretty cool you know so it, it but it is like that you know we can choose our own wellness journey we don't have to do it just like someone else did it or like the experts say it's done and you know like for you Ben you know you you give people a structure a format on how they could do it and then i'm sure your hope probably is for them to make it their own eventually right yes. so that's what i Absolutely. want too for the book as well yeah.
0: I love that, Allison. All right, last question. By the way, where can they get your book? Uh, I saw that it's on Amazon. Is there somewhere else you want to go, or is Amazon the place?
1: It's at it's you know more most accessible on Amazon, but uh, it's at all bookstores right now. I'm getting ready to put out an audio book so uh that that launches in, in june and i'm very excited about that i had a lot of people request the audiobook and i i narrated it myself so it's my voice and uh that was another thing that i was like oh my god i've never done this before i didn't know you know what went into that and so you know it took a, it took 5 months but it i'm very proud of it cuz i it, it was it was something i you know i was open to learning about and i learned so much from it and i'm so glad i did it you know
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. I mean, as a fellow author who's also narrated my last book. Oh, so you know. I can tell you, <laughs> it is a grueling learning process. It, is. it took me 9 months to do oh, mine. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So I so much respect to the authors that narrate their own their own books. So that's awesome. And you're right. A lot of people are more Um, Some people like to listen versus reading, and it's good to have both options because you could reach more people. So it's available at bookstores. That's probably the better place if you could support your local bookshop. Great. If not, you could go to Amazon. We'll drop a link down below. Two final questions for you. One question is this Paul Chuck, you know, you've done his work. I saw that you were on his podcast a couple of times. Pretty cool to have him interview you, I I imagine. Paul Chuck also, you know, changed my life with his work when I discovered him back in 2013 or so. I was transitioning from a vegan diet a year and a half, realizing how bad it was for me. And Paul Czech, and his work uh, helped open my eyes to that. So I love Paul Cech's work. Uh, He's like the godfather of holistic health, if you will. So my question is this. What is the number one thing that you've learned from Paul Czech?
1: First of all, I'm very grateful for Paul Check. He he really uh, changed my life as well, and he is a good friend as well. He's really got a great heart, and is a, he's an amazing person. Um, uh, yeah, um, and I forgot your question already. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the number one thing that you've learned from Paul Check?
1: Oh, the number one thing. Yeah. So, huh. Well, I think for me got me started with the clean eating. So I had no idea any difference between organic and conventional before I read his book, how to eat, move and be healthy. And he taught me the, you know, foundational, uh, six foundational health principles that I go by to this day. I always go back to that. And that's what I recommend people do is always go back to your foundational principles. That's what they're there for. That's what the structure is there for. And then from there, you can be more creative if you have that structure, but until you really Put those into practice, it's hard to come from a very grounded place. So that's one of the biggest teachings he taught me, um, amongst many, many other things. You know, I think I also had my creative, I don't know, I, I was not, I didn't realize like I wasn't being creative or I wasn't acknowledging my inner child and my creativity before I took his um, HLC level three we were doing art and I I was like, oh my God, I can't do anything. I can't, I don't know what to draw and no one's telling me what to draw. And I realized at that point, oh my goodness, like what's, what's wrong with this picture? I should, you know, I should, uh, you know, I can, I can, you know, do this. And, and I just, it's just a matter of me giving myself permission to, uh, you know, express what I'd like to express. And that's how the book came about is that, you know, I gave myself permission to make mistakes. I gave myself permission to play. I gave myself permission to explore and learn. And so when we're coming from a place of needing to know everything before we really know everything, then that stifles us in our creativity. What I've learned from Paul is that, you know, you don't have to know everything you can start in a place of just trying and, and getting curious and having that childlike curiosity and wonder about life. And and that's really what it's about. You know,
0: I love that answer. Uh, and you know, I hope everybody caught what just happened with your, your paradigm, right? You said, uh, I should be able to do this. And then you said, oh, I get to, you know, you, and you're doing the work. And I, same thing with me. I'm doing the work too. And it still happens to me to this day. I got to go to, I need to go work out today. No, I, I get to go work out today, right? So as you become more aware, you caught yourself really fast, but I hope the audience got that too. We're all doing the work and it's still, it's a, it's a lifelong journey and uh beautiful share about Paul Chuck. He's got some great work. I mean, his book, How to um, Eat, Move and Be Healthy. Classic to this day, and that book is old, right? It's been around for a while.
1: Yes, it's still. I still recommend it to people because it's it's a great book. Yeah,
0: stands the test of time. Final question: Vitamin G, gratitude. What are you grateful for today, Allison?
1: Well, I am grateful to be talking to you, Ben, and being on this podcast and having the opportunity to get to, you know, reach your audience and talk to your audience and share all this with them too. Because this is, this is really an honor. So thank you so much.
0: It's been my honor as well. Uh, thank you for serving me and my audience. And uh, you have some great work. So your book is called Finally Thriving: Your Guide to Empowered Wellness. We're going to put a link for the Amazon purchase down below. Uh, it'll be available very soon on Audible as well. And your website is pureenergypdx.com. You're in Portland. So if y'all are in Portland listening or watching, um, your husband has two burger restaurants, Dick's Primal Burgers. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yep, yep. Grass-fed burgers.
0: And, and it's a grass-fed. It's the way to do it. So go check them out. I will when I'm in Portland. You also have an awesome podcast, um, which is called Integrate Yourself. Integrating All Aspects of Health in Your Life, which I'm grateful to be on uh, very, very soon. Anywhere else you would like for the Keto campers in my audience to go check you out?
1: Well, I also have a website for the book, which is called finallythrivingbook.com. And that also has all the resources for the book. Um, It has... Uh, meditations, a vocal toning session on there. Also some exercises that I reference in the book that people can refer to. I didn't wanna put pictures in the book. I just wanted to give people a video that they could see. So I, I have a reference in the book for that. Yeah, and my finally thriving program, which is going to be a companion program to the book, which will be coming out very soon. So, if anybody in your audience wants to take that wellness journey, kind of have a wellness experience, and and um, really have a joyful time with a very supportive group, that we're we're going to go into all aspects of health, um, and that that I really take. I took out the the parts in the book that I I felt like people could integrate more in their life. And we're going to do a 12 week uh, coaching and it's a course and coaching program. So you'll be doing a live group coaching session with me once a week during those 12 weeks. And you get a course that goes with it that you can go through weekly.
0: Brilliant. I love that. Is that on your website? Uh, to,
1: it it, it is. will be soon
0: or is it there right now? Yeah,
1: it's on there. And then they can sign up for um, a discovery call and we can talk about it more and get them signed up as well.
0: Awesome. We'll put all that down below, include, including finallythrivingbook.com and uh, your Instagram and your social media. We'll put all that down below. So if you're listening on the podcast, you could find it down below in the resources section. If you're watching on YouTube, same thing, you'd find it down below. Allison, I wanna acknowledge you for doing the work and sharing your gift with the world. Uh, It's beautiful what you've done and and what you're going to do. I think it's uh, just so wonderful. I love how authentic you are and how you just showed up and really crushed this interview and grateful that you came here and uh, shared your brilliance with my audience. So thank you for doing the work and for sharing it with the world.
1: Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun and it's really great to connect with you.
0: I hope you enjoyed that awesome, life-changing, incredible conversation. I enjoyed it very, very much. I love talking about the inner work. If you want to learn more about Allison and you want to get her book, we'll drop the links down below. Her website is pureenergypdx.com. The website she referenced for all those book bonuses is finallythrivingbook.com. Her Instagram can be found down below and all of her social media, including her YouTube channel, we'll put a link for it down below. Go reach out to her, send her some love, go work with her. She's doing amazing work. So I hope you continue this journey and learning more about her by getting her book and going to her website and social media. Please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Simply copy and paste the link and text it to somebody, put it in a Facebook message, Instagram message, put it on your stories and tag us. That would be awesome. Let's make a difference today. And if you haven't left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet, please do so right now. Just want to remind you, we have a couple days left before our upcoming keto webinar where I'm going to reveal four secrets to mastering keto. We still have a few spots left. It's free. And hopefully you're hearing this on time. Head to ketosismasterclass.com and I'll see you on that webinar. Thank you so much for Spending part of your day with Allison and myself. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice.